responsibility. Yeah, I'm real good on the pressure. Alright, what's up everybody? It's Big John on Panic Attack. Find me on Getter and Twitter at the real underscore Big John. And as always, welcome to the Shizzo. Uh, this is from Michael W. I got something similar to this in an email many years before social media, and it always struck me the sacrifices made by the 56 signers of that declaration of independence. Had been going on for a while, and my recollection from history classes is correct. They sent old Ben Franklin over to France, Britain's biggest rival, the only nation on earth that could rival Great Britain at the time. And Britain, or France, pardon me, wanted something sturdy, something in writing, that these 13 colonies were committed to freedom from the crown. And of course, in this great new world of America, not yet the United States of America, that came later, but these 13 individual colonies that wanted to work as 13 individual states, but collectively at the same time, they had to do something. There was a lot to be gained in this new world. A lot of crops, a lot of wood, timber. That was a big commodity back in these days. The, the vastness of the United States hadn't even been discovered yet, but they, they had a good idea that there was a lot further west of these 13 coastal colonies uh, over in Europe. But these 56 men knew they were betraying the crown, and they had many reasons. The the king. One thing a lot of people don't re realize or remember is uh, they would not let the Americans give up their slaves. Now I don't know how you don't just let people free. I don't understand that. Like uh, it. If you own slaves, why couldn't you just say, uh, screw it, they're free now. But the Crown, the British, didn't want them to give that up. And it was in the original Declaration of Independence that was written by Thomas Jefferson, a slave owner, that the Americans wanted to give up their slaves. Uh, and two southern colonies, I know South Carolina, and I 
They paid. Uh, five of the signers were captured by the British as traitors. Again, I said this was an act of treason punishable by death. Uh, and they were tortured before uh, tortured before they died. It's not clear if they died from their torture or you know, death ensued Twelve had their homes ransacked and burned. Two lost their sons in the Revolutionary Army. Another had two sons captured. Nine of the 56 fought and died from wounds or hardships of the Revolutionary War. Uh, these were all Say upper middle class or There's better. Come a day. Uh, middle class or better. Let's say. They were merchants, some were lawyers, some were farmers, Just some were plantation owners. from the inside that we're still here. Uh, they sign and pledge their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor, their lives. They, they said they knew that this could lead to death. This was, again, an act of treason against the crown, and they knew it could lead to their death. I never thought that this is where I'd settle down. What kind of men were they? Twenty Thought were lawyers, 
Eleven were merchants, nine were farmers, and large plantation owners. Men of means, well educated, but they signed the Declaration of Independence, knowing full well that the penalty would be death if they were captured. Carter Braxton of Virginia, a wealthy planter and trader, saw his ships swept from the seas by the British Navy. He sold his home and properties and to pay to his debts and died in rags. Thomas was so wounded by the British that he was forced to move his family, or pardon me, so hounded by the British, he was forced to move his family almost constantly. He served in the Congress without pay and his family was kept in hiding. His possessions were taken from him, and poverty was his reward. Vandals or soldiers, or both, looted the properties of Ellery, Climber, Hall, Walton, Winnett, Hayward, Rutledge, and Middleton. At the Battle of Yorktown, Thomas Nelson Jr. noted that the British General Cornwallis had taken over the Nelson home for his headquarters. The owner quietly urged General Washington to open fire. The home was destroyed and Nelson died bankrupt. So, just a snippet. I'm on sacred ground and I'm in the best of company. And I'm thankful for those things, for the things I've done. I can rest in peace. I can rest in peace. I'm one of the chosen ones. I made it to Arlington. And every time I hear. I know they brought another hero home. It was not a political movie at all. But the teachers told her class, you know, remember when you were being inundated with all this bicentennial brouhaha that what you celebrated was a bunch of slave and rich white men getting our favorite tax. We're thankful for those things. We can rest in peace. We are the chosen yeah, in the northeast, especially. We made it to Arlington. Uh, town hall meetings where we discussed the yeah, town dust laws, and everybody was invited, us. and we discussed, you know, what you were going to do in made town, what crops to grow, what shops to open, anything. They called a town hall meeting. Well, when they started planning rebellion against the the king, and when they started planning, you know, we're not going to let the soldiers just walk into our the British soldiers just walk into our homes and say, okay, we live here now. <laughs> uh, that when those town hall meetings turned to those kind of meetings. The British said, uh-uh, no more town hall meetings. 
Well, this infuriated people in the Northeast. This is, this was their, their way of life. You know? So. The freedoms we take for granted. Like today, we freely assembled in my hometown. I coordinated a car show and music and a parade to celebrate the United States of America. And we, we gathered. That was one of the things that the British wanted to take away from the colonists. And it's one. that's why it's one of our uh, amendments now in the Constitution, the right to freedom of assembly. You know? The, the king didn't want you to assemble and my supposed to kiss his ass. Kiss his ass, kiss your ass, kiss my ass, happy Hanukkah, right? King didn't want that. He didn't want these commoners sitting around. Pardon me. He didn't want these commoners, these colonists, sitting around thinking of ways to be free. You know, they, he didn't want us to sit around and think of ways to not pay our taxes. The Stamp Act, for example, or the t the famous. Uh, tea tax, <laughs> right? You know, he didn't want those things, and he took away our, the colonists' right to assemble to discuss whether or not they were going to pay their taxes. Uh, you know, taxation without representation. You know, we didn't want to pay a tax when we weren't receiving any of the benefits from it. That's what we told the king. And he said, well, tough, tough luck. You're a, you're a subservient to Britain. You know? So this is why our congressional representatives are important. Why our elections are important now. Why just getting out and assembling with other Americans to talk peacefully and intelligently about our problems is so vital today. Vital more now than ever to the survival of our, our nation. You know, we don't sit down and talk about things at the town hall anymore. We yell and we fight and we argue. We riot, we burn cities. It's, it's ridiculous. You know, the founding fathers, if they saw how corrupt our government was, they'd be, they'd be Roll over in the graves. These 56 guys that threw their lives away, some of them, that lost everything, had their sons killed in the Revolutionary War. They themselves died from hardships or from wounds sustained during the war. It, you know, and we don't, we don't thank them. We don't think about the good things we did. Everything has to be negativity. It all has to be negative, negative, negative nowadays in the United States of America. That's not what our founders believed or wanted. So anyways, that's a little snippet of how these 56 men sealed their fate that July 4th day. 
and why we should respect them and, and give them honor, give them props, kudos, however you want to say it. So God bless you all. God bless America. Remember to pray for each other. Until next time on Panic Attack, this was Big John. See you next time. God bless y'all. What's this thing doing? I have to confirm something. Hello, I'm Chris Christofferson. On November 8, 1965, the 173rd Airborne Brigade on Operation Hump, War Zone D in Vietnam, were ambushed by over 1,200 B.C. 48 American soldiers lost their lives. Severely wounded and risking his own life, Lawrence Joel, a medic, was the first living black man since the Spanish-American War to receive the United States Medal of Honor for saving so many lives in the midst of battle that day. Our friend Niles Harris, retired 25 years United States Army, the guy who gave Big Kenny his top hat, was one of the wounded who lived. This song is his story. Caught in the action of kill or be killed, greater love hath no man than to lay down his life for his brother. Swallows it down with his ears on the 8th.
crying as they carried his blood.